We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy. This week, I'm joined by a different good friend. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. Y'all seen him reacting on the internet. It is Kevin Lopez, a.k.a. Kevin Show. What is going on, my guy? What's up? You know, I think some people might be confused if they're watching. They're like, oh, did Daniel cut his hair? No, no, Daniel still has his beautiful <laughs> hair. Uh, I am very excited to be here very grateful you you even invited me on and it feels a little weird to take uh daniel's seat today but i'll make daniel proud i'll make him proud today well you know he's listening right now and he's he's uh he's hyped because he wants to hear what we talked about after this first game even though the result not necessarily (laughs) what we were hoping for but uh yeah dan uh, he'll be back next week almost certainly but but we are graced with the president presence presidents either one (laughs) of uh, (laughs) uh world cup winner kevin show Let's go. Look, I got it here just in case, (laughs) just to put it on the no other pod ready for you guys. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feels great. And a lot of we have a lot of things I feel like we can talk about. So I'm excited. For sure. For sure. We're going to get to the game. We uh, man, there are some takes on the Internet about this game, uh, (laughs) you know, all over the spectrum. So we'll we'll get into that. We'll talk about what's coming up. Uh, But first, you know, every week we we say, hey, if you have a five star rating review. We want you to leave it. We'll read it. It's been a minute since we had a review, but this week, of course, Dan's gone. We get a review. He's going to be sad. I'm sorry, Dan. I know you're listening. You would read it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it for you. It's uh, by someone named EVRN Jayhawker. Don't know exactly how to pronounce that name, but apparently this is their second review because the title says second review is five stars. (laughs) And they say, uh, I get to use my work account for this one. No other pod is awesome. They are the only source you need for all things sporting. Sure, they may miss all the big announcements, but that's not their fault. Sporting just always seems to make announcements right after they record, which is true. Yeah. (laughs) All the things on topic and off make for an all-around enjoyable podcast. They made me a better fan. Uh, Thank you. Wow. 
Thank you that so much is, for those kind words. It's, I mean, it is true. Uh, every single time you guys upload a podcast uh, within hours, it's like, boom, crazy announcement, something game changer. Yeah. And then you guys have to talk about it the next week and you're always right. behind. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with I'm with the Jayhawk or Rock Shock. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, there's a there are roster rumors that we're going to talk about, which means that if y'all are listening to this, it'll probably be formally announced in like three to five hours. <laughs> so, True, uh, it's coming. Uh, but there's so much to talk about. Let's jump right into what everybody wants to talk about: uh, the opening game of the MLS season. There were some questions about what this lineup might look like because the injury report left a little bit to be desired. We found out you know, that Johnny Russell probably wasn't going to be playing, which which everybody's favorite player, Kyrie mm-hmm. Shelton, the, the man of, of all the controversy, sure. slid in there at, at the right wing. But um, outside of that, maybe a couple surprises. There was no uh, Tim Leibold at left back. We saw Ben, ben Sweat, who there are takes. They are definitely takes. There are some sure. takes. <laughs> and, uh, and Roger Espinosa in the midfield because Nemanja Rodoya wasn't, wasn't quite there. But Portland, they were ravaged by injury too. So... You yep. see this lineup come out. I know you follow this club as closely as anybody. I know you have thoughts and opinions. What What's your instant reaction when you're like, okay, first game, we're coming back. We finished the season strong, and, and then you see this this lineup. How are you feeling? I think even on live, uh, I, I was live streaming. I was just talking to the chat, and then everyone in the chat is just like, Kevin, lineup. I mean, spamming lineup, <laughs> which usually it's like I'm not like the first one to see the lineup. It's not right, really right. a big deal. But because so many people were saying that, I had a feeling I was going to raise some eyebrows. But, I mean, there's we don't have too many options. You just said it. So, Roger was one where I was like, oh, damn, I wasn't really expecting Roger uh, right. in. The same thing, Zussi, Roger, Ben, then, you know, Kyrie is the other one because of uh, Johnny Russell. But, like... I swear to you, this was not the the lineup I was uh, <laughs> thinking I was going to see in the first game of the season. Right, right. Um, but at the same time, just like you said, Portland is like they got four or five guys out. So I'm like, OK, so we both kind of are, you know, in the mud right now. So right. we'll see how interesting it's going to be. And even everyone in chat was like, hey, it's going to be a close game. Sure. And technically, it was it was a close game. So it was. Yeah, it was. But, you know, after the lineup was out, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of a dumpster fire. They have a dumpster fire. Maybe this will keep things interesting. And uh, it definitely was for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, it was. You know, I, look, I'm i not I'm not a Kyrie apologist, per se. I think sure. there are better MLS players than Kyrie. I don't think I hate Kyrie as much as Twitter does, <laughs> yeah. or especially Reddit. Uh, uh-huh. I think Kyrie out on the wing is much better than Kyrie the striker. And yeah. I think Kyrie the backup wing is much better than Kyrie the starting wing. If you can bring Kyrie in in like the 70th minute, 75th minute, you use his his size uh, and, and his power um, to, to hold some defenders off, I think that's a good use for him. As you said, Peter Vermees was kind of backed into a corner a little bit here with, with Johnny Russell injured. There really is no other right winger. I saw some people say, what about Mar- uh, Marinos Janis? But we didn't really have another attacking midfielder because Gadi Kinda is still injured. So yep. those in uh, it, it, sucks, it wouldn't man. fit. Yeah, I think and like like you said with with Kyrie, there were moments. There was a an opportunity he had where he had the ball and he just didn't have the like final touch. Right. But that was like his pure size. He had like two dudes on him. He's like right. a, f- a few feet away from goal. You have the keeper right in front of him. 
I mean, it's hard to finish there. But, yeah, there are moments where it's like, okay, he fits. And I think, just like you said, out on the wing, I, I, I like this look. I like it. I like it a lot. Be- way better than a typical number nine slot. Sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, going too crazy. I mean, we did not lose because of Kyrie. Let's no. let's make that very clear. <laughs> no, we we didn't. Now, Ben Sweat, on the other hand. <laughs> Uh, let, let's talk about, let's talk about Ben Sweat here for sure. a moment because, you know, the first 10 minutes, come, you know, are, are, are playing out and, uh, well, first what, six minutes, I guess yeah. I should say are playing out and it's pretty clear that, okay, sporting's got some rust. They got to shake off. They're, they're not quite crisp. They're, they're not picking off exactly where they left off. And then, uh, Ben Sweat just gets beat down the right side of the field. Uh, he couldn't decide if he wanted to clear the ball or try to let the ball roll out of bounds for a corner kick. He kind of gets caught in between, gets beat off the ball, uh, doesn't get back, and then the ball finds the feet of uh, Mosquera for Portland. Uh, he looked to be in a very clear offside position, but he was not because Ben Sweat didn't was, get back. Yep. And uh, and and he beats Polskamp. And this is after Polskamp just minutes before had come up huge with a double save. I mean, he was screaming. He was pumped. He was hyped. Right. What a save. And then you have that where it just go it's like the ugliest little dink in and you're like, oh. no. You definitely feel bad for him because it's like I mean he showed up multiple times. There was sure. right at the end, we had a sh- there it was basically one on one. I was like, here we go, two zero, it's over. Great save. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, but here's the thing with the Ben Sweat. I think you said it on Twitter. I think uh pretty much everyone was saying it, and I think even coach said it. Um pretty much like what you learn when you're six years old playing this game as a defender is when, when you're in that situation, like your back is facing the uh, whoever a striker right. uh, you need to just clear it. If, mm-hmm. if that means, you know, worst case scenario, it's a corner and that right. sucks fine. Uh, or kick it out to the sideline. But what, what you said and is exactly what he did he was unsure, so he tried to do the most and try to find someone to pass to, and he got bodied, and it was too late, and then he was the one that kept it onside. It was like, I when it happened, I just knew that Ben Sweat was going to be trending on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it sucks, man. Like, yeah. if that happens to you, if you get beat that way, like, you better... I, Easier said than done, I guess. I'm sitting here playing, you know, sideline coach. Mm-hmm. You better bust your ass to get back and hold the line. Yeah. Like that's the thing, and I know some people are like, oh, Remy Voltaire maybe looked like he held him on too. I don't actually think he did. I think Ben Sweat was was the one who who kept yeah. Mosquera on because otherwise he would have been a full yard or so offside. And I felt most bad in that moment for Pulse Camp because he had just come up so huge. He did perfect to to smack away the ball in the box to avoid a penalty on a one on one situation, then got right back up and and punched the ball again with this, this huge double save. And and at that moment, I was like, okay, maybe that was the spark that this team needed in the first couple of minutes just to settle things down mm-hmm. you know, pulse camps coming in there and, and then ben sweat goes goes full ben sweat but and and i think uh yeah the first like 10 so after they scored first 10 15 minutes uh it was just the ugliest like we looked very rusty like super yeah. rusty passes were not connecting at all i mean there's moments where literally we were passing the ball out of bounds Right. And you just you you know I mean it's to be expected to be a little rusty but man we were not ready plus we're playing on turf it's just mm-hmm. like this mix of uh, just nightmare fuel and at least we had a better second half you know we did and it it part of the reason it sucked to go down 
so early outside of like obviously it's worst case scenario it's like okay portland's already a tough place to play they got mm-hmm. that shitty ass turf that you were just talking about which probably is why tim Melia wasn't playing it might be why nabanya rodoya wasn't playing and it's alan definitely... wasn't even touching the sideline you know he no they were like knees away right we're not gonna you're gonna <laughs> set one foot on that turf and your knee's just gonna explode <laughs> like we're not letting you do it and so and now you have a team that's already a little bit more defensive minded because they don't have a real clear striker. Sebastian Blanco's injured. He's not in the lineup. So now you just got a team that's going to be able to sit back and protect a 1-0 lead with their home field advantage and the Timbers army yelling and whatnot. Uh, and, and like you said, first 15 minutes, not crisp at all. I would say the last 30 minutes or so of the first half, the team started to, to settle in. Eric Tommy. He just kind of decided, you know what? If we're going to get back in this game, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the other thing I forgot to mention in the lineups. Uh, him having the uh, captain armband. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, excuse me? Like, totally the last person I thought. That's I was thinking, wild. okay, Roger, maybe. Mm-hmm. Zeusy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Dude, get Polskan. I don't know. but Or Daniel. It was Fontas, just, even. Fontas is another one. But Tommy, and I don't know. I think I can't even remember who said it. But um, I guess he's just been like taking that leader role leadership role with Johnny uh which is really really cool and it's perfect for situations like this he was absolutely gassed in the second <laughs> half though he, uh, was. he was hauling you know throughout the whole game and and then yeah the second half he came off I think I don't even remember what when he came off he had a yellow card and uh he looked yeah. dead but he fought for sure he got a yellow card in about the 15th minute. And that was kind of where the team started to settle down after he got that. I, I'm i not going to say, look, pro is pro. I'm not going to sit here and say we lost because of pro or anything. But I think the thing that still bugs me, and it was just part of this game again, it felt like there was so much inconsistency in what he was calling and when. Like Tommy, his first foul, I know it's a, it's a, it's a bad foul, but he gets a yellow with no warning. And then mm-hmm. Diego Chara's out there doing Diego Chara stuff and not getting cards. And, <laughs> yes. you know, it, it, I just all I want is some level of consistency from from pro, yeah. but it feels like that's too much to ask. There's two things that this game reminded us. One, yeah, pro kills us all. Even Portland fans were uh, commenting like, "Dude, it they he sucked the referee." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is like, it's 2023. We should not be playing on turf, man. Like, right. and you're us. I don't know what maybe. Oh, someone said this on stream. Apparently, there's a a creek river under the state like there's water so it made it difficult for them to have grass this, this was blowing my mind i'm like what this is is this real you know i mean about this so i've been to portland a bunch because i got family up there i didn't know that there's water under this i know it's right near the near willamette one. river which yes. is right by downtown so it is possible that and it's a pretty big river so it is possible that there's like offshoot reservoirs right. from the river under the state that's wild though the, that's really why if that's, that's the reason that is I mean, we don't have engineers to figure this out <laughs> I, we don't need that much dirt we just need some dirt some grass but it's just painful and we're not even in a stadium that's like we're not playing in a baseball stadium we're not playing in a, a football stadium. we're playing in a you know soccer specific stadium like for the freaking team i don't get why we're playing on this but i don't know that's what i heard and i was just like absolutely shocked and this was timber fans saying it so I mean, I believe it. It's pretty wild. It just, like you said, that, and even Don Garber has talked about the reason that MLS is having the success they're having and the clubs are having the valuations they're having are because of these stadiums that are getting built. Mm -hmm. And you got places like Charlotte and Atlanta that are packing 65 plus thousand people in there, which is wild. And yet we're still, still playing on turf. 
Uh, Dude. <laughs> and of course, it's the first game of the season. So immediately we're just reminded of things that we don't like about right. MLS. Those few things that were like that bother us. And it just hits us. Game one. Yeah, it's 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 a real bummer. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Our best chances at goal in the first half came from Eric Tommy. Uh, it was like in the 24th minute, Kyrie actually sends a ball into the box in a dangerous spot. Decent cross. Yep. Uh, and, and Tommy gets a left foot on it. Uh, pretty pretty solid save from David Bingham to, to keep that one out. And then Tommy gets the rebound after a couple of loose balls near the top of the box. <laughs> almost chips David Bingham in a nearly impossible chip situation because Bingham wasn't that far off the line. He was no. kind of near the six-yard box, but I don't typically think of a chip from that distance. He wasn't even on the six-yard line. I'm watching the replay right now. He was maybe yeah. three yards off his line, and somehow Tommy has the touch and the skill to almost chip him. And he I had dudes understand. around him. He had dudes in front of him, dudes behind him. Like how, how did he get a chip off? It was shocking to see, but yeah, if that went in, Oh, oh my god, god. Oh, that would be beautiful. End it one one. I don't care. If I would. I would have <laughs> loved to see that go in. But yeah, he again, like we said, he was really, really good. No wonder why he was so gassed. But even the stats, because at the end of the game, especially, I don't know how you felt, mm-hmm. but like for me, the game ended all right, and I'm like thinking, oh, it's it's always sucks to start the season with a loss. Obviously, mm-hmm. it definitely sucks when we don't have a full team. Blah blah, blah. but. It really, really sucks when we have like everything on the stat column, like right. more shots. We have better possession, somehow yeah. better pass accuracy, even though our passing was horrible. <laughs> if we were better than them, then it, it, it had to have been bad. Right. Um, more a full 10% kicks. better on the pass accuracy. I mean, what is what? <laughs> How, man? Like, I don't know. But 
yeah, those are the painful games to lose. Those are the ones that are even sometimes worse than a comeback, you know, loss. Like they come back. We had many of those last season. But when we were, in my opinion, the better team, mm-hmm. huh, it hurts so bad. And why does it have to be game one? It, it does. Uh, now it's better than game one last year where we got that know, is smacked true. in Atlanta. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, progress, and it's better than when we played in Portland last time. We gave up a couple <laughs> dumb goals, and next thing you know, they put up, what, like seven on Seven, us? yeah. So, you know, there are going to be some positives I think we can take. I want to talk about here in a moment. Yeah. Second half, like you said, it, it, it. I think sporting was still the stronger side. It's, it stalled a little bit. Best chance came from uh, Willie Agata probably at the very end. He had a mm-hmm. header. He got free. He heads <sighs> it toward the 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 far post. 2022 yeah. will you got to put that in the back then oh he's for just sure. shaking off a little rust yes yeah definitely oh god and and I, you felt it too like this corner kick or i think it was a corner kick it was, like, yeah. yes this is it this you feel it and then he's wide open too it's just oh. and then goes too far right i'm like no please yeah. that was it that was literally i mean maybe a minute more and then that was the end of the game so yeah it was uh, real so close. painful Kyrie had an opportunity in the second half. He couldn't quite get the ball out from under his feet. He got a shot off. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Hmm. And then uh, Shallow, he had an opportunity. He he kind of fired it off his left foot, but Bingham was able to save it comfortably. He couldn't quite get it with enough power on there to yep. get it past Bingham. Outside of that, just not not a ton of opportunity. Agata looked rusty. Shallow, kind of disappeared for big moments in the game, I thought. It, I yeah. you forget he was on the field. And I think this game desperately needed the energy of Johnny Russell. Yes. Yes. It needed to fight it. You know, Johnny Russell last season was like his go-to game plan was mm-hmm. take the ball all the way to the line and just cross it into somebody in the box. He just right. did it over and over and over. And there were moments where we just had no, we just ran out of ideas. We didn't know how to pass. And, and there's that moment where, especially I saw people in the chat that were like, okay, if our captain, if we have a captain here, this is when your captain needs to be, you know, on guys' butts, you know, hey, make the better pass, screaming at it, you know, that's part of the game. And I don't know, I wasn't really looking that close into it, but I didn't really see um, Tommy do that. But, you know, I don't know the the situation with language barrier. Like, I don't know. Like, somehow sure. he is our captain. He has been shown in trainings uh, that he can be a leader, but that in that situation johnny russell is perfect for that that type of game yeah johnny definitely has the rapport i remember even going back to last year tommy you could tell when when he started getting more integrated into the team when he when he's on the field i noticed him like pointing out where people should be positionally Mm -hmm. which i was like that's good it's also not great on the flip side though because if this new guy's having to tell people who have been on the team (laughs) where they're supposed to be i'm like that's true this isn't good, but you know, so I think that's probably why he established himself as quickly as he did as a leader. But yeah. I agree, having somebody with the fire and the passion of Johnny, because Tommy's a very he's German and he's very German. Oh, yeah, he's 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 very buttoned up. You go, I've talked to him in the, in the uh, post game locker room, and he's just like, Hello, yeah, what what do you want to talk about? Hello, I will answer your question very factually. And, and you know, Johnny's very out scary. there, right? Johnny's out there, you know, laughing or he's fired up and pissed off after a loss. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same vibe you get from Eric Tommy. So I think yeah. they're both good leaders, just very different. Definitely. So it's um, definitely something that we'll kind of keep an eye on as as the season progresses. If Johnny's out, will Eric Tommy be the one who uh, has to step in and fill that role? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the game did end 
Sporting Kansas City had more expected goals. It wasn't a lot, but yeah. according to MLSsoccer.com, 1.1 expected goals to 0.5 to Portland. Like you said, Sporting finished better in basically all the statistical categories, but it does that give you hope? It gives me a little bit of hope, but then there's also a part of me that's like, we've been here so many times before where yeah. Sporting just owns the stat sheet, except for the most important stat, which is the score. Yeah, I think literally at halftime, I mentioned... And everybody was mentioning that it feels like, I don't want to say, this is just what it felt like. I'm not saying we are this, but it felt like Sporting Kansas City midseason. It felt like mm-hmm. uh, we look sloppy at times. We look a little lost. We are not creative. Uh, even if we had more shots or, you know, whatever, sure. more possession, it was just like, yeah, we just don't know what to do with it. So then you have teams that, maybe get a lucky goal or you get one mistake and then we're screwed for the next 80 minutes. Exactly. And yeah, I, I was getting little flashbacks of last season uh, when we were just not doing it. So I'm, a, I'm a little worried, obviously right now I'm not worried to be like, we ain't going to playoffs. I mean, everyone, their mom's about to go to the playoffs with right. the new format. It's almost two thirds of the teams. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too scared there, but uh, in, in terms of like enjoyment, uh, it's not very fun to watch. It's for me personally. I was like not having a good time because it's just there were things that you're just like this should this shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have guys not clear it. You shouldn't have guys kick the ball out of bounds and not even get near their their teammate. Like there's sure. stuff like that. But at the same time, we can blame it on rust. And since we weren't <laughs> able to watch the games, the preseason stuff, right? You know, we don't know how they were really playing. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna try to chalk it off in my brain that it's uh, it's game one. But I I did see the reactions on Twitter and and Reddit and Oof. and everywhere else, and it's rough. Definitely, it's definitely rough to get memed on. I don't I don't like that. But <laughs> uh, they're still getting used to that one. But look, like like everyone's saying, it's literally game one. Right. We got so many games. We just gotta like really do the fundamentals and not not do sloppy stuff. And again, I don't want to you know crap on Ben Sweat like the whole time, but uh, this was his mistake. Just like uh, whatever the guy's name from Austin, he made a very clear mistake. Actually, we almost did the exact same mistake. And like Volder almost did it. Yeah, yeah, almost exact same mistake. But <laughs> but same thing. Uh, and Austin fans. I'm gonna say this. They kind of reacted like we were reacting, and then they kind of flipped it. Even their player said, "Hey, look, he made a mistake. Let's stick behind them." Right. I know it might sound a little corny, and it's like the first game, but look, let's give them some slack for now. If we're sure. mid-season doing this stuff, all right, we got a problem. Okay, but right for yeah, sure. I think look, just give them some confidence. You know what? Sweat. I do like something. I think you're the one that says this multiple times, or maybe it is Daniel. There are moments that Ben will. I mean, he show, he shows up like he hauls into the box mm-hmm. and he'll make some great crosses. He even puts up a shot if it feels like it. You right. know? And, and you're excited for that as long as he goes back to his uh, That's position. Problem. That's the problem, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get great moments and then you get moments of like, Ben, what are we doing? But yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we can shake that off. I thought maybe we'd see Tim Leibold start at the left back and now hindsight 2020, maybe it was a little bit of a, a lofty expectation to expect a guy who's only just joined recently to, to jump on in at Portland in his first game start. So I, I get why he didn't. Um, he got in for like 15 minutes at the end. Didn't do a whole lot, but probably we'll see him more there. Uh, 
We talked about it a little bit, but before we sort of preview the Colorado mm-hmm. game, let's. I want to give John Pulskamp a little bit more credit in this game because he he saved Volader when Volader had that back pass that almost ended in disaster. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think there's a legitimate goalkeeper controversy, if you will, for lack of a better phrase here with Sporting Kansas City now. There are people that are staking their claim and I'm in the Tim Melia camp or I'm in the John Pulskamp camp. Because John played real well at the end of last year. We haven't seen Tim because of injury. Mm -hmm. I mean, where do you stand on what do you think should happen with Sporting Kansas City and the goalkeeper going forward? Yeah, I I talked about uh, goalkeepers with uh, my older brother recently. And we are always, and I've always been on the camp of like, you always like older keepers. I don't know. And you see it in tournaments and big Mm -hmm. games historically. Um, It is a position where you definitely need experience of repeated plays, repeated shots, and you kind of get these muscle memory that that works. But there is a point where age is a factor. Maybe, you know, you're not really, uh, you may, you might do too much and it might screw you up, but pole scamp has had these games where he's been lights out at some moments. He has had some games where we're like, please close your legs uh, and sort of leaving it wide <laughs> open. But, but uh, again, he's like, he barely got in that role. He was just dropped in, uh, you know, when Melia was out, yep. here you go, buddy. We're in a, you're in a burning fire right now or trying to <laughs> make, we have a 2% chance of going into playoffs or whatever it was. And, uh, and he showed up in my opinion. For so sure. now I feel like I'm like hopping off of my normal trend and saying, no, I'm going with the older experience keeper. And I think we're at that point of like uh, the transition is needs to happen. In my opinion, I think he's doing well. He's I love the and Melia does the same thing. I love the fire when he's just he's screaming at his defenders. He's yep. hyping people up. I love to see that. Um, and when you have a little bit of a younger guy, I don't, like he even mentioned, I think uh, on an interview, like he he loves people yelling at him, booing mm-hmm. at him, you know, mm-hmm. talking crap, throwing stuff at him. That's a type of keeper you want. A little cocky, little Debu Martinez esque. Uh, <laughs> you know, that is my that is now my new favorite keeper. But yeah, I think uh, I think I'm on the camp of uh, Pulse Camp. I'm Camp Pulse Camp. Got to see what Pulse Camp would do if he wins a trophy. What a celebration oh, would look like. <laughs> I, I I know I know one celebration he should do <laughs> for sure. I don't know. What do you think? What's your feeling? I so it's tough. I love Tim. I think the thing that's missing from Tim's resume is that MLS Cup because if Tim gets that MLS Cup, he's right there neck and neck with Tony Miola as like all time oh, best yeah. cl- uh, best keeper in club history. I'd love to see Tim be able to get that that MLS Cup. He's got the Open Cup. It's just you know, can he get there? Tim, if you look at the advanced stats last year, he he did not have a good year. Yeah. He didn't like you can you can look at there's websites like American Soccer Analysis or whatnot. They track expected goals and and Tim um he let in more goals than would be expected. Now that's not entirely on him because we all know the defense was a, a rotating door of people at times mm-hmm. last year. But this was the first uh time in Tim Melia's career since he's been starting for Sporting Kansas City that he had a um he let in more goals than would be expected. Usually he's out there by the end of the season, he stopped uh, more goals than would be expected. So right. you're starting to see that that age maybe catch up to him a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm kind of at a place where emotionally I want Tim to be the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But logically, if if John keeps doing what he's doing, how do you pull him? Right. I, I mean, he's out there 
swatting balls away, saving people's mistakes, not getting penalties. I, it, Here's the thing, though. This is it. Actually, reminds me. PSG had a problem where they had Donnarumma mm-hmm. and uh, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Goalkeeper uh, Navas. Oh, no, Navas. So they had Navas and Donnarumma, mm-hmm. a guy who Navas, who's won Champions League with Real Madrid. He's a beast. And mm-hmm. then you had Donnarumma, who just came off of like a European Championship. All right, who do you go with? And PSG's mistake was hopping back and forth between keepers that's what i'm nervous about if we keep doing that if we if we start doing that you're gonna lose confidence in one the other one might show out or maybe both of them might just lose confidence so we gotta stick to one but i'm just glad i'm not the coach so yeah keeper more maybe more so than any other position in in soccer that you want to get them in that rhythm you want to keep that muscle memory going you know keep keep those reflexes going so i 100 agree we can't be going back and forth pick one go with it if you get a a, a while in and it's not working make the switch but if you make the switch then you gotta just run with it right you can't be going back do we know daniel's opinion did he say Ooh, i don't know (laughs) he's uh, yeah we got it we got it i'm curious to see what he thinks too because i think it is uh it is like your heart feels one way and then your brain's like "Uh uh-uh look at the stats uh but i think you're right perfect way to end it is with a cup but i mean we got to get to the cup first so i don't know (laughs) yeah we'll see and if pulse camp's the guy to get us to that cup you can't pull him nope no oh yeah we can't i hate when they pull keepers for finals or even penalty shootouts that i hate that so yeah no we got to keep them You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. So we're bouncing back. Hopefully this upcoming week, Sporting Kansas City back on the road at Colorado. Now, Colorado, not as tough of a place to play as Portland. And if the product on the field was any indication, Colorado's team may not be as tough of a team as Portland. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of the game on Sunday, Seattle versus Colorado, but Colorado, man, they looked all sorts of out of whack. And uh, at first I thought, 
Seattle, who won four to zero. At first, I, I thought surely I'm going to look at the stats, and, and and Seattle had to outperform, you know, even what they did. Their xG for the game was four point one. They were right on target. Seattle wow. just beasted them. Now Colorado had a one point three. They should have scored a goal probably, but in every facet of the game, Seattle just absolutely dominated Colorado. Yeah. And uh, I think there's going to be no Diego Rubio. He's out for the next like six to eight weeks. So this is a real opportunity for Sporting Kansas City to, to go on the road and bounce back and maybe steal three points before coming back to Children's Mercy Park. Yeah, I, that game, after I saw the score before our game, obviously, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play Colorado. And then, of course, <laughs> our game. And I'm like, OK, maybe I can wait a little bit to play Colorado. But like. We're both in a situation where both team wants both teams want to win. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, both teams are coming off a just not a good lo- uh, or loss. And then the same thing with Colorado, like you said, not a crazy atmosphere, not a, not not playing on turf or anything crazy. Right. But uh, it's their home opener, and every team's home opener they want to win. You know, so they might do some extra fighting there. But I would be shocked, and like knock on wood, whatever we need to do, but. I would be shocked if they beat us only because of how that game went or we're all wrong. And Seattle is just the best team in the league right now. I mean, there's a lot of people who were picking the union to, to win MLS cup. And I'm not yeah. sitting here trying to overreact to week one. We don't know is Colorado <laughs> that bad is Seattle that good, but yeah, I'm, I'm not giving betting advice, but if you see Seattle at, at pretty long odds, like, I mean, they Jordan Morris looked like he might be having, you know, a potentially season. a career year if he if he plays even half as good as he played. They didn't even have Raul Ruiz Diaz. They were playing Ebert at the at starting striker because Ruiz Diaz is injured. Yeah, um, the Roldans looked great. Um, it's just you know, Ladero's there. Everybody looks stacked, solid. Yeah, that is a team. That is a scary team. Last season they had a lot of issues right at the end, and it, it was great to take them down with us. But uh, yeah, this season I don't see Seattle missing the playoffs. <laughs> no, no there's, not there's even close. No way. No shot. And no. Colorado, they're coming off sort of a, a, a similar-ish situation that we were, where in 2021, really strong team. They got first in the West. If you remember, I think we even had an opportunity to to get first in the West. Colorado yeah. ended up getting first in the West on decision day, and then last year fell off a cliff, missed the playoffs. So they're thinking this is their bounce back year too. They have an even more embarrassing loss than we did because they just got steamrolled by Seattle, whereas at least we were competitive. Yeah. Uh, So it could be, I I feel confident playing against them, but it also could be that they're going to be that much more motivated because they, they need to have a good showing in front of their crowd in commerce city or wherever they play. Yeah. I mean, they came out with this kit. That's, you know, one of the fan favorites that you, you got to play well in it. I mean, what the, you can't right. go out with this really nice kit, really good meeting behind it. And then you get slapped by Seattle. Yeah. I think it could hopefully, I, I really hope the, the home field advantage doesn't go in their way, but I just can't see it. I, I I'm really hoping, I don't know. Do we have an update on Johnny? I, I don't think we know. They, I don't think they said if it was going to be a multi-week injury or not. I, I yeah. there's a big part of me that feels like even if he's not starting, he'll be available to come off the bench. I really think Peter was being very cautious with yeah. that turf in Portland. Yeah, I think so too. And that's what I was hoping for just in case, because yeah, this could be a, a completely different game if we have him sure. in. Um, and yeah, just kind of shake off some of the 
horrible mistakes that we did last last week. But I'm even looking here. I mean, Colorado had two shots on target, dude. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they got nobody without Rubio in that attack. They're yeah, not good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it hopefully is going to be a good one for us. Yeah, I hope so. I like the chance to get a result. And and I, you know, I've said before, if you get a draw on the road in MLS, that's good. I love three points, but you got to have at least a point coming back to Children's Mercy Park for the home oh, opener. Yeah. yeah, we 0-2 start the season i don't even want to get on twitter no oh i, I don't want to forget <laughs> reddit will be yeah. a hellscape oh, horrible I just, yeah yes yeah, yeah. Now, the cauldron no. facebook no uh-huh. terrible I, we away. can't we can't go into the home opener with all that negativity around the club because no, i don't no. want to hear booze when vermees or when somebody steps out on the field i you know i'm happy that they signed vermees to the extension i think mm. he's got this ability to continue to build on what happened in the second half of last year i just Fans don't have a lot of patience when you're used to success, and this club's used to relative success. And last year was not it. So, right. uh, man, I just I, I think the team will be motivated on Saturday. We'll see. Absolutely. And the other thing is that I think we forgot to mention, or I forgot to mention, was uh, Portland didn't. From what I remember, this is what mm-hmm. I heard on on stream. Uh, like they didn't win a their opening game in like six years or something like oh really stupid, like really <laughs> weird stat that they haven't won their first game of the season so it's like i know people just go crazy wild with game one of the season people are just season's over we're out no playoffs Right. Uh, which is really goofy, and especially this year. I mean, come on, dude! Like, it's gonna be so many playoff. Teams. We're go- we're gonna be in <laughs> a playoff. Okay, there's sure. no way. Um, but that being said, I think yeah, if we go in back to Kansas City and it's zero and two time, people, the memes about our coach. We have five more years with him. People are oh, gonna man. be going crazy there. Uh, of course, if we have any more mistakes uh Kyrie or Ben or anyone makes mistakes it's gonna be really bad and and it sucks because <laughs> I love going to or love seeing like sometimes I it's okay with looking at some banter here and there sure but when every single comment on the sporting Kansas City post is <sighs> trashing their own team it's like it's not it kind of hurts yeah it's kind of like damn dude it's like not it's not enjoyable we're not having no. fun now like come on the vibes yeah, are so off. Vibes are <laughs> off. So look, in Colorado, even if it's a draw, we just gotta go home positive, please. Love of God. For sure. That's all that's all <laughs> I hope. For I real. guess one positive bit of news around the club. We yeah, it's not official, but Tom Bogert, aka Tommy Scoops, has has confirmed that Sporting Kansas City are nearing a deal to sign Colombian center back Danny Rosero from Junior FC. Junior FC is one of the bigger clubs in Colombia. Hmm. Um this is he's 29. He's made 250 combined appearances between Junior FC and Deportivo Cali in Colombia. Um, he seems like this is the type of signing. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting emotional. We're about to sign. So back. so excited. Um, this <laughs> this seems like the type of signing where you make this signing thinking this dude is a starter. Like mm-hmm. you're not oh, bringing yeah. a guy who's used to starting for the best club in Colombia, who's who's made 250 starts in his career to come right a bench. Yeah, no. And one thing that I love about this is South American defenders are some dogs. And they play and in Colombia too. Colombia is famous for having super great quality defenders. And yeah, you're playing for one of the biggest clubs. Even in like South American tournaments, this team is there playing Brazilian teams, Argentinian mm-hmm. teams. So his experience is there, obviously. He's like 20. Is he 30 or is he 20, 29? It says 29. So he's okay. kind of right there in that prime for a center yeah. back. That is a perfect 
perfect age. Yeah, I'm I'm so so hyped. And like you said, it's got to be a he's sliding right in the starting line unless he shows up and not wanting to play or something crazy. But sure. he he is just like a such a needed and it's came in perfectly this is a perfect time <laughs> to sign a defender it was just so i was so happy i almost started crying when tom tweeted honestly because i was just like dude <laughs> we this is it we we didn't wait till june or something right. crazy you know like we do i do not want to go through that again and uh yeah i think it's gonna be perfect plus we we talked about i think the last time i was on uh, on just having pressure on other players you have new players coming in they want the starting spot it's always good. And someone like him, I saw some highlights. I don't know if you watched anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on YouTube to try to find some highlights. And uh, yeah, he looks solid. Big, big dude. Like bodies people. I, sure. I, I'm very, very excited. So again, knock on wood. Hopefully it goes well. But yeah, I think this is a much needed uh, uh, signing that like literally if we don't get, if we don't figure out our defense, it, you could you could tell it affects the whole team, our midfield right. players have no idea what they're doing. Then our attackers are not getting the ball. Then you have a bunch of weird passes and then you have dumb mistakes at the end. So yeah, yeah I, I'm so happy to have him. or, well, hopefully we have him. I know it's not we'll confirmed, see. but yeah, it's not Tommy scoops is reporting it. And also if you check his Instagram, he's following sporting Kansas city and he's following Patrick Mahomes. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> the freaking world champ, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, right. nah, we're, we're in, we got him. What a world we live in where this dude from Colombia, he's coming to sign. And the first thing he does is I got to follow the club I'm about to play for. And I got to follow the MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. That is a a little shock. Are they telling him who to follow? That's a little shocking to me, but hey. It's it's why I said this way back in 2020 when they won the first Super Bowl. I was like, part of me wonders if having a world-famous athlete on the caliber of Patrick Mahomes might not help sporting Kansas City just because it makes Kansas City known more as a sports town. True, yeah. Then he became an owner of sporting Kansas City. So who knows? Apparently Cristiano Ronaldo liked Patrick Mahomes Dude. as part of that story. So Yeah, I yeah, I think yeah, you might be right. It's like another pull because we don't have – we're not like an East Coast, West Coast city. We're right. not, we don't have the pull that those cities have. But if you got a superstar, LeBron James was in your city. You might want right. to follow him or whatever. So, For yeah, sure. that's shocking. But, yeah, whatever. You know what? We'll see a, a picture of them sitting together, you know, <laughs> at a Casey Current game, you know, exactly. drinking some beers. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> if you check Reddit, there's lots of threads about this dude. And, and there's one guy, Blank Torpedo 27, who, who he says he's a, a junior FC fan. So he's watched him. And, yeah. and I don't know. I've embedded this. I don't know this guy, but he, so take it with a grain of salt. But he goes, sure. uh, I've watched him for a while. He's the only competent CB on junior, but he's been one of the top defenders in the Colombian league for a few years now. So yeah, this is a, this is a good signing. I think and he's a right footed guy. So he's probably yep. going to play the right side next to Fontas on the left, which I like because it gives Volader more time to, to sort of continue to improve. He did. Okay. After that fine. first gaffe. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if you tell me that Volader is your day in day out starting right center back. I don't think that's an MLS cup team. No. So yeah, that's the thing about this. I I wanted to mention before we move on is uh, there is a crazy untapped market in South America where there's guys like him that have been in South America for are playing in South America for years and and they're okay. They're like maybe right at their thirties or, Mm -hmm. you know, early mid thirties. And, you know, people are just looking overlooking them, but these guys 
we have been playing against just beasts. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, we hate our refs here. The refs in South America <laughs> are crazy. Right. So, like, they go through a lot of crap. So, obviously, coming to the coming to MLS, there is a poll. Definitely, I've seen it. I've seen players tweet it. Even players from clubs that I follow in Argentina, they're like, I kind of want to play in MLS um, just for the whole experience, living in the U.S., uh, the sure. money's better, blah, blah, blah. But when you show up, you have basically this track record of playing against superstars or guys that became superstars in Europe. Mm-hmm. Now we come to the U S and you just have quality. You start, you start, you know, immediately or whatever. So I feel like MLS as a whole has just look at South and Central America and just look at some beasts and it doesn't really matter. He's not like a big name, obviously no one's when we, some people hear, you know, hear him. We all looked him up. We all went on YouTube sure. or whatever, but uh, there's so many guys like this uh, in South America that, uh, we just, I'm hoping we keep tapping in uh, sporting specifically, just keep tapping into that, that little source. And we'll you think see, of yeah. some of the, the, the biggest names in MLS in recent history, Miguel Almiron came from South America. Nicolas yeah. Ladero came from Argentina, played for Boca Juniors, South America, yeah. your boy, uh, Tiago Almada, who's out there just hitting bangers just for Atlanta bangers. to win the game, like, Argentina. Yeah. So I think you're I, so many the history of MLS focuses on bringing players from your Europe. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. The biggest untapped market is both finding these young guys in South America where maybe MLS can be their pathway to Europe, sure. but also those guys who maybe aren't going to quite make it to Europe. They, they're their career guys in, in you, Colombia you just or Brazil. Maxi. Maxi, Maxi from, Morales. Dude, he, I mean, he had this career when he came, when he was in MLS. Uh, he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. The dude is banging in goals mm-hmm. like uh, making plays highlight reels and, and now he's back in argentina and he's like very mid player like no one really he just wanted to retire you know but uh yeah there's so many guys like that there's so many and we have them here I, another thing portland has a bunch of brazilians and they just mm-hmm. signed another or no was he brazilian they just signed another guy from south america portland but um yeah there's a there's a market but there's also random markets that i didn't even think of like uh, willie came from Israel, where did he come from? Israel? He was playing in Israel, yeah. I mean, so look, and he came and that's in. That's where Gotti was playing too. Oh right, Gotti was. Oh yeah, you're right. So it's it's we need to kind of get away from just looking at like four countries in Europe and right. kind of hoping that we bring in superstars, um, because there's so many people like this ready to play. So I like it. And if you have yeah. him with Fontas, and then if you can get Rodoya healthy, uh, you can have Remy Voltaire playing at the eight, his natural position, even though he beasted the six. Yes. On on Monday. Like just yes. absolutely he was probably the player of the game, honestly. Yeah. But uh I'm I'm excited. So yeah, me too. Very cool. Um outside of sporting, this was obviously a big weekend for the league because it was the opening weekend. It was St. Louis City FC's yeah. first or SC, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh their first game against Austin, and it was the first weekend of MLS season pass on Apple TV. What <laughs> What were your just overall impressions of the opening weekend of 2023 for MLS? Oh, God. I mean, just weirdly, weirdly happy. I mean, right. I was watching. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I've been this excited in a long time when it comes to a league starting up. And I, usually when the league starts, I'm kind of like, all right, we're, we're here and we'll just here's a long nine months ahead or whatever. But sure. No, the, the obviously everyone's talking about it. The quality uh, uh, of the games. You could see everything looks beautiful. You could mm-hmm. actually see the crowd. 
people you can see faces you might see your buddies in the crowd you can hear the, the chants you hear that's the other thing like weird now I'm, i feel like damn do we actually have better environments in mls because i heard i heard songs i'm hearing chants right. through the whole game not just certain parts of the game or just after a goal or whatever where they just ramp up the audio um man that was great production value delicious the, i mean the only thing that anyone complained about and i did too but like i there is still the first day is just the whip around sure. show sure that everyone was talking about you know there, there it was definitely awkward there's too much standing they were you know four people they put too much around. pressure on the host themselves yeah that's the one show you could sit down relax eat chips and watch something you know like right. you don't have to be uptight and standing there and then we look at their backs for 10 minutes and sure. not look at highlights you know but that's the only one and that could change it's not like the studio looked horrible and the production the value was great. bad. It was, oh my God, it looked great. Where are they? Like Harlem? I forgot where they are in, in New York, but oh I God. I don't know where they are, but it's... They, it looks awesome. The The other thing is I was a little nervous about, I I, I was we, weirdly freaking out about like how the app would handle like mm-hmm. just everyone and their moms jumping in because everybody was talking about it. Everybody was watching. Right. I had no problems, no streaming issues. You can toggle English, Spanish, toggle mm-hmm. to the local broadcasters. Yeah. Dude, this is sick. I'm so excited. It's cool. It broadcasts in true 1080p, which this is getting a little nerdy, but like regular broadcast TV doesn't really do that. And mm-hmm. if they do, it compresses real tight, which you can look, you could literally flip back and forth between the Apple MLS season pass feed and the yeah. Fox feeds because they're taking literally the same feed and broadcasting them simultaneously. It's just what they do to them after one's going to an app. One's going to TV is different. Yeah. You can see a visible quality difference between Apple and Fox. Yep. You can also see the visible difference in their sets. Oh uh, dude, you saw that picture. They're sitting <laughs> oh behind God. the DoorDash or whatever it's embarrassing. it was. It was, it looked like, I mean, at this point, did they do that on purpose to have that? I mean, it looked I like don't. they were not trying, like put a little, like they look like I had a little flag behind them sit down in the dark. It looked horrible. It legit looked like an SNL sketch of like two dudes <laughs> in their dorm room put up like a sheet behind them that was wrinkly yes. and they were like, we're going to announce a soccer game. <laughs> it I does. Just, it, uh, it, even the lighting was bad. Was you, can't, you can't put one ring light. Like, dude, you could be cheap as you want. But yeah, it looked horrible and compared. And the other thing was uh, the first game, I think it was Nashville NYCFC was the first, yeah, or whatever yeah. the first game was. And yeah, I was watching it on my um, like TV and just I don't know what I was doing. I was just watching it there, and I'm like looking at the TV. And I'm like, this kind of this kind of sucks. Like it doesn't really look that <laughs> nice. And then like d- totally did not realize where I was watching it, and it was right. night and di- night and day. Like oh I God. was shocked. The the only thing that was kind of cool, and people were mentioning it mentioning this was having a Monday night game was actually kind of cool. It was like Monday night football. Like yeah, for sure. it kind of gave you that vibe of like, all right, weekend games over Monday's here, baby. Let's go. And I know we have like Wednesday games. I, I don't remember. Occasionally Wednesday games. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just like a whole other vibe. I don't know what your, your first impressions were, but that yeah. was mine. And then I watched on Sunday was Le Classique. I was watching Marseille versus PSG mm-hmm. and it was on being sports or whatever. And dude, it the production was horrible it was it was boring it looked it's bad wild. we this apple I, I love you apple thank you so much this, is, <laughs> this looks so good 
I know there were people that were concerned about they're like, is this gonna make it less accessible for fans? And it's yeah, you gotta pay outside of your regular cable subscription if you do which look last year was the anomaly for SKC. Yeah. Getting those games free over the internet is is not something that will ever happen again. Sure. Um, but look, if you got T Mobile, you get it for free anyway. I'm one of the lucky ones that does, so that's awesome. But yeah, seventy nine bucks a year if you're an Apple TV plus subscriber, ninety nine for the year if you're not, no blackouts, you can watch anywhere, honestly. I think it's a great deal. The quality, like you said, unmatched. I was the same way. I was sitting there watching and I was like partway through watching some of these games on Saturday. And I was like, why am I like weirdly happy? I'm yes. never, I'm, I'm always happy when MLS comes back. But like, sure. I was like, there was just something about the investment in the production and like knowing that like, okay, this is setting up the future of this league that we all love where I was just like genuinely excited and it felt like something new, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is like uh especially when they, you start something new or like there's a new production, like you definitely expect things to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing that went wrong was like we 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 all have notes on the whip around show, you know? Sure. Like no one signing up for the whip around show. The other thing I wanted to mention is you know how hard it is to watch the Premier League on one app? I have right. to download like <laughs> 10 apps to watch the Premier League. I'm I don't even know how much I'm paying. I'm paying some for stupid sure. amount and and people do it, you know, people around the world sure. watch the Premier League. And, and I think it is building excitement, and especially people uh, out in Europe uh, that may not look at our, our league too um, fondly. This is where they're going to see all the hype. They're going to see all everyone talking about it. They're going to see the quality. And, mm-hmm. and then we might start winning people over, which obviously is right. the reason for a lot of this is to just keep growing. So, I, dude. There's, I have almost no bad notes except for the whip around, but we'll get over it. And for, for the whip around, so I had some critical thoughts on Twitter. I, I stand by almost all of them, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is week one. I think they'll take the, some of the pressure off the studio hosts. I think yep. they'll realize, okay, we don't need to have this mystery science theater, 3,000, you know, shots behind their backs while they're watching. Like that no. stuff can be fixed. The, the big problem I think they have with the whip around show that, I don't think can be easily fixed just because of contracts I'm sure they signed is the commercials. There were a yeah. lot of commercials and I think it was just, um, I think you, people would deal with it if they didn't go into the whip around show with their only real comparison being NFL red zone. And when you watch yeah. NFL red zone, it's seven, it's their tagline, seven hours of commercial free football. There's yeah. one dude at a desk He's tossing it to the game. They let the local broadcasters pipe in the audio. So you're watching the game. And then he's like, okay, now we're going to take you over to New England and Miami because Tom Brady, he's not on New England anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Tua the is, is yeah. on the seven yard line and he's about to get a concussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the, the, there's constant action, but they let the game speak for themselves. So I think that's what they need to do is just pull back a little bit. Let the, we all love soccer, we love the atmosphere. When Klaus scored the game winner for St. Louis City, mm-hmm. I didn't need the analyst to jump in and start telling us what their thoughts were. No. Let the atmosphere, let us hear the silence yeah, and the, the upset of and... the Austin fans and just let us sit in that for a little bit. Yeah. And then you can jump in and talk about what that moment means. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're gonna they're going to fix the, the weird stuff. Commercials, I don't think they're going to fix, but that's the thing where you're paying. It, that, this is where the argument is there. You're paying for the app. Uh, you I don't know if this it's not like the whip around sold the app, but well, and apparently the whip arounds, I didn't realize this. The whip arounds free every week. You don't have to be a, an MLS oh. season pass subscriber for the whip around. So, so that's why we have commercials. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was going to say if they're, if they're there, if it is included to our, the bundle or whatever, 
then it's kind of like a spit in the face. Like, why are you taking me out of, why am I watching commercials right, right. now, dude? Like, what the hell? But okay, that brings me, you know, makes what? a little more sense. That makes a little bit more sense to me because now I think uh, we definitely will not see a change. But that is kind of nice that they they do have an option for everyone to watch because yeah. a lot of people are complete. I mean, even when I was on stream, people are like, "How are you even watching this?" I'm like, well, "What are you living on a rock right now?" We, right. This, we talk about this for like Look a around. year, uh, but but yeah, that is really cool. Even people just want to stop by and they're like, "All right, let me see what this is about." Sure. There you go. Uh, just deal with commercials for a little bit. I hope they can figure out a way to either condense the amount of commercial yeah. breaks or maybe do like a picture in picture thing because yes, I, I was watching St. Louis and Austin, just the dedicated stream uh -huh. toward the end of the game. And Klaus scored his game winner, which was a, a again, poor Kip, Kip Keller. He oh. got taken to church by, yes. Klaus, but it was a, it was a, a gorgeous individual goal, uh, but then, but they were on a commercial break on, the whip around show when it happened. So you couldn't see it live. So mm. you already knew if you're on Twitter that it happened by the yep. time you saw it, that's the type of stuff where I'm like, okay, maybe you just have like, we do our commercials, but in the last 15 minutes of the game or whatnot, we know when teams are pressing, okay, this is a commercial free area. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I I, I'm sure they can figure it out. Some sure. Yeah. There, there's, there's moments where you minimize it and just have the audio of the commercial. I think that's sure. super easy to do. You know, like you said, there's probably contracts where, Maybe they didn't think of this at the time, but sure. I, also at the same time, I, we are all reminding ourselves this. It's year one, so right. we're not going to be like 10 years of the same crap. No, no, no. But um, yeah, you know, I think overall, generally really happy. Also, mm -hmm. every game slapped uh, except for ours. There were it no was, draws in week one. No draws is crazy. It's wild. What the hell? It, and they were <laughs> last minute goals huge upsets like turnaround games the austin game i literally thought it was gonna be 4-0 i mean austin right. i think even, a lot of people did i barely watched it because i thought they're gonna kill this team you know mm -hmm. uh but wow now now i'm like crap dude now we got to play this team three times <laughs> and the way we <laughs> and they're were gonna playing, be feeling it oh yeah they're definitely gonna be feeling it so oh god i really want to go to their away, uh an away game there but i don't not if we're playing bad <laughs> Yeah. What are your, so Keller, he gave the ball away mm -hmm. um, to uh, Stroud and Stroud played in Austin last year. There's a little bit of controversy with Austin fans on Twitter where they're like, Stroud Dude. called for the ball. That shouldn't be allowed. Like, right. What, and you see his arms kind of down. It's hard to tell really what he's doing now. Uh -huh. To be fair, Kip Keller's looking right at him for like a solid <laughs> two seconds before he passes it. So he should know. But so there is like, well, I remember playing. I remember you can't scream when you're taking it when someone's taking a shot. Right. Right. Okay. Right. That'll give you a yellow real quick. I don't think I ever been in a situation in my youth career where I was, you know, someone said, you know, ball, ball, ball. Like it's almost like basketball. I'm starting to think like it's a right. pickup game where you're like, ball, ball, ball. And then you pass it back and you make the mistake. But. I do remember hearing that it's a rule and then everyone was posting that. Yeah, no, it is like a legit rule where you mm -hmm. can't do that. Uh, it's also seems a little goofy. Like, well, is this like a 200 year old rule? Like what do you, this sounds a little bit too gentleman club eat for me where it's like, oh, thou cannot say call for the ball on the opposing team. Like, bro, you looked up right at him. It was like right, right. there. Here you go. They're wearing that ugly ass away jersey. You know, there's no you can't mistake that with your green stripes or whatever. But that's the thing. I, I know I get what Austin fans are, are upset about. My my thought is 
chances are Keller, a young guy who shouldn't have even been in the game because he had to come on in the 11th minute mm-hmm. as an injury sub. He played 200 minutes last year. Just simply didn't see him somehow. He was yeah. fixated on his goalkeeper, tried to pass it back. Like, I I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. But it's a it's a crazy story arc because a, an ex Austin player mm-hmm. does this situ- has a situation and then he gets subbed off and goes the long route mm-hmm. and walks around while everyone's booing at him and he's clapping. I don't know if you saw he's clapping and yeah. looking. I think it didn't look cocky or rude. I think he legitimately was like, you know, thanks for your time or whatever. Right. But, but dude, the fans were losing it. This is where I was getting flashbacks to South America, but we have barbed wire and fences because <laughs> this man would be in the crowd. It's over. Right. They would yank his ass in. Cause he was right next to people. But <laughs> I don't know if there was beer thrown. That wouldn't have surprised me either, but sure. man, what a, I feel bad for the kid. And, I, and he, you're like, welcome back to your old club, dude. That's uh, that's wild. Every other game was wild. The Atlanta game. Oh, oh my dude, god! I wish I was. I didn't watch it. I wasn't watching it at all. Well, Atlanta didn't look good for <laughs> you know <Yeah>. ninety three <laughs> minutes. Yes, they looked horrible, and, and everyone then, on their their fans were tweeting out like a typical Atlanta. Here we right. go again. It looked like us when we were tweeting out. And then what in the world? The last four minutes of added time or whatever it was, two goals. Dude, the, the kid might legitimately be the a record signing for MLS. Legitimately, being so young and like he's gone in June, no shot. He's still. <laughs> I mean, if he's doing that, I mean, he's got a World Cup victory yeah. on his resume, even though he played like six official minutes yeah. or whatnot. But yeah. what you know, hey, hey, he he made an appearance. Yeah. Um, and now he's hitting bangers that are winning games for Atlanta down there. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. He's a, he's a record signing out. So it was just it was a fun weekend. The Austin game was wild. Drew C had a crazy chip over Berkey that was awesome, and then yeah. Klaus with his game winner. There were there were goals all over the place. It was I'm excited MLS is back. Yeah, so. I'm I'm so happy. Love the sold out stadiums. Like in uh, we got what was like sixty thousand in um Charlotte, Charlotte, right? Yeah. Oh my god, like. Dude, some stadiums in Europe do not pack sixty thousand. They mm-hmm. don't even have that capacity. So, no. doing that here, I don't know. Not trying to get a little cocky, Europe, but uh, I want to see you sell out sixty thousand seats. And the other one, who is that? Who else? Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Now imagine, since you're, you know, our Argentinian connection here, uh-huh. if a man by the name of Lionel Messi somehow were to find his way over to Miami. They're not going to be playing in, you know, that Fort Lauderdale yeah. <laughs> Rinky Dink Stadium. They're going to be playing some games at Hard Rock at the Dolphin Stadium oh, because yeah. there ain't no way no they're way. not selling out 65,000 tickets if Lionel Messi is playing. And and how amazing would it be for even the other stadiums? I mean, Children's Mercy will be sold out. Every mm-hmm. stadium will be sold out completely every time they go on a away game. Yeah. I oh, and that's the thing with Ronaldo, the same thing would have happened. It sure. would have been insane uh yeah but they got to build a new stadium that's you just mentioned it that stadium is trash and for a new team what were they thinking it looks like a high school stadium it's supposed to be their practice stadium they have they're they're about to break ground they're they're supposed to build a a stadium in actual miami and they there was fight over where the land was going to be and if it's going to be the waterfront or whatnot Uh i think they actually have land now and they're and they're getting ready to actually break ground on it is the plan it's time to get all the legal stuff worked out because i mean it's like a two hour drive with traffic up in Fort Lauderdale. And it looks like it's an erector set. So it's yeah. supposed to be more like their practice stadium okay. slash their MLS two 
team stadium. That makes that makes way more sense. I knew they had a stadium in plans, but I didn't know that this there was a whole situation because yeah. it legit. I mean, I've literally played in state like college stadiums that look better than that. Like that right, looks horrible. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. What a season! Saturday we got to win. I don't care what anyone says. We're winning Saturday. All right, mm-hmm. and blame you us. I'll, we'll blame Daniel. and yeah and if we if we lose um let's just not log on twitter for like a week stay up definitely don't get on reddit i'm I'm not not, even on facebook (laughs) look i'll post on reddit and then bounce like i'll boom out because i'm i'm even scared to read the comments so yeah i respect the hustle (laughs) yeah and facebook i i i've heard things i don't even i'm not even on the cauldron facebook but yeah. I have heard it's, it gets pretty wild there too. So I lurk. I don't. I don't you engage. Lurk. <laughs> I lurk. Yeah, but, that's that's smart. That's smart. But uh, well, hey man, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you? Where can they watch you? Yes. Well, first, thank you for having me. And Daniel, we miss you. But you know what? You <laughs> lost your spot. Now it's over. Um. Well. Uh. So on Twitter, it's so Kevin Show Kevin C H O underscore TV. YouTube, it's just Kevin Show. I think now YouTube has an at, so I think it is Kevin Show underscore TV. And then on TikTok, it's Kevin Show Reacts mm-hmm. uh, until, well, actually, Apple didn't copyright strike me. So we're good. Thank you. I love you, Apple. You're not you Fox go. Soccer. Let's go. There you so, go. yeah, I might not have to remake a new TikTok for the third time. So, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Wherever you uh, get your media, that's that's it. And you're going to be streaming on Saturday where people oh, can yeah. watch along with you? streaming saturday we had a crazy turnout on monday because no games it was like perfect for us because nobody was playing so i had i don't know like almost 200 people for the whole two hours hanging out and every other i mean there was teams that were chilling nothing to do with our game people were coming in hanging out um so it's really fun Austin fans for sure. RSL fans laughing at us. I had a lot of that, <laughs> uh, which is going to be fun. And even St. Louis fans. Look, they the the three St. Louis fans have showed up to the stream. So <laughs> they have arrived. They have arrived. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. The streams are fun. So if you gotta want, you guys want to hang out, but yeah, I I am very very excited. And uh, you know what? I need to figure out the best way to get you guys on the stream because I think it Oof. would be fun. Uh, it'd definitely be fun to like joke around and then you know we can hang out you know eat snacks and watch the game and oh, whatever yeah. and joke around but uh yeah i think it'd be fun but definitely we got a lot of time to figure it out absolutely it's a long season it's definitely. only game one there's a long season there's the u.s open cup there's the leagues cup there's so many tournaments now it's yeah wild. it's wild poor players but yay oh, for God. us <laughs> well thanks again kevin and thank you all for listening and watching uh we appreciate you make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jcmax03 at kevincho underscore tv uh check him out on youtube check us out on youtube at kcsn soccer and uh make sure you leave us that five star rating and review but until next time he's kevin i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.